You need to be Dutch and you need to be violently beaten by your father at a young age. <laughs> That's the key, man. We've been waiting to find out what the key is for years. <laughs> Put your kid in a golf cart and beat the crap out of him. Not a yeah, golf cart, a go-kart. Dutch, not beaten as a child. Yep. <laughs> not gonna work. Had it too easy. Helmet Marco especially is like, you have not the beaten as a child, so you must leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Right. Well, welcome we here. to Brian Vickers, lap 25. Lap 25. Man, time flies when you're pod... When you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> when you're having fun, you could say it. <laughs> um, well, we're not, we're unfortunately not joined by our Canadian brethren. Um, he is doing things. Yeah, things. We'll leave it at that, I think. He's, or is he's he just doing. He, maybe. He got volunteered <laughs> he, for something. <laughs> he has leisure time. Yeah, he's on vacay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. gets a day off. Yeah, <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not. How many laps down is he now? I don't know. Hey, I, I, I can't say much. The last two episodes we dropped uh, haven't been, I have not been in. We had the iRacing special and then uh, the other one at this time. Recording. But you're an adult. But you you still have, you're still one lap down. Me and Dave are on the lead lap. You're one lap down. He's like five laps down. So I'm literally just waiting for a lucky dog. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yep. Nice. Just hanging out back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, it's okay. He can go last uh, during our in it, been it, or win it every time now. And he didn't give us our picks this week anyway. So, or did he? No, we don't have picks this yeah. week because they're we skipping. Don't have picks. Yeah. We're all the 23rd. I think well, it's he's hung- still, Hungarian. He still yeah. goes last every time. You hear me, Antonio? <laughs> you go last, fool. <laughs> well, uh, since he's not here, we're going to do our very best to cover uh, NASCAR at Atlanta. I think we Over- can cover it. I think it was a good race. I think we're all excited about it. Yeah, it was yeah, actually a pretty, was a pretty good race. slam dunk race for NASCAR as far as that goes. But for a road racer, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of IMSA action we want to talk about, I think, before that. Of course, we'll follow up with F1. F1 was an amazing race. I can really, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know if I'll get all my points in because... For once, it wasn't a snooze fest by any means, but... You'll uh, get all your points in. We'll see yeah, to it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think, Norman, you got the OIMSA, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I think the most boring race of the day was IMSA. Uh, not Canadian most sport. Uh, they didn't have the LMP2s out there, so it was just the GPT... The GP... GTPs, excuse me. Maybe some editing skills could help me there. I <laughs> think that's good. <laughs> Chat GPTs. <laughs> the GTPs. There you go. Um, the LMP3s and the GTDs. Yeah, which yet again, I mean, LMP3s can probably not showed up, and it would have been okay. Yeah, they they did their they they tried to screw the race up as much as possible, right? We. We had one high center out of the final turn. Well, first off, he spun out of the final turn, then backed over the curb and high centered himself. You know what? I want to make jokes on that, but I have done that in sync. <laughs> so let's just not let's just skip over that. That guy, you know, that guy was private about Dave. So moving on. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. 
Um, some of the main talking points is the pretty sure it was the 25 BMW um, tried to one problem on Toya during the race under caution and almost hit a jet dryer. Yeah, that was crazy. If y'all don't know what that is, one problem on Toya, Talladega or Daytona? I think it's Talladega. Daytona. Daytona, there was a... It was a Tona 500 race that would not end. Yeah, there was a jet dryer out there, and he completely smoked it during caution and, like, caught a huge fire. So bad it damaged the track. Anyways, it wasn't that bad this weekend, but it did kind of bring you back. um, Because it was, like, it's under caution, dude. What are you doing? I think he was trying to get around for pit stops or something, but... And it was a blind corner, but at the same time, the dude was getting it around that blind corner. He was moving. And almost ran into the back of a jet dryer. Yeah, uh, well, let's get in our safety podcast now. There should have been white flags still out, even when under caution, they should have had white flags out for slow cars. Mm-hmm. So he should have known that there were slow cars ahead. Which I can't confirm nor deny if there was white flags at the time, but he didn't see them if there was. So How political is I you? can't either. I don't... They, no one ever showed us if there was or not, so... But there should have been. So, Marshalls, if you're listening from Canada, uh, make sure you put your white flags out. Duh. Yeah. But yeah. He got lucky <laughs> by dodging it, um, went off track, went to the grass, and spun out in the gravel trap and got it woed up before he hit the wall in a turn. Could have been oh, a lot worse. Could have been way worse, man. That was It was really scary. He was moving. Um. Ganassi Cadillac. Dude, they either have a really great race or they come back with a totaled car. I'm not trying to wear a biased hat. Everyone knows that I'm a I'm a caddy fan. The BMW forced him off track and he couldn't slow down. I don't know what turn number it is, but it's the the turn right before what we what I call the hairpin, but it you don't have much room once you go to that turn for your hairpin. And he got forced off track and just trucked into the wall. And he couldn't stop. He was in grass. Um, Yeah, I think it was so quick and it happened so fast. Like, the announcers thought that he lost his brakes. I mean, he was cruising that fast. I don't know what it was, but it was like he got in the grass, tried to brake. You can see the wheels, you know, he's tried to brake, tried to brake, and then he got on the gravel and he was just skidding across it like a like a uh, rock across top of water. It was tough. But he did. He hit the wall a ton. He slammed that wall hard. Straight yeah. on. Yeah, if you, you go look it up. I mean, it's it's actually one of the harder hits I've seen in him in a while. I mean, it was just straight on. I don't know. He didn't scuff much speed before he got there. It reminds me of um, Sebastian Bourdais going up a rouge um, at Spa this year during the WEC race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a brake failure. Yeah. So, but they don't have, they don't have luck. They either, their car gets wrecked out, they have catastrophic fire. They, yeah. So, you know, they're either sitting on the podium or they're wrecking out. So their triggers are wreckers, I think. Which is not a bad way to be, but when you're talking about <laughs> high dollar cars. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm sure Cadillac's not liking it right now on the go kart circuit. Why not? <laughs> um, so and that 
to me, that's really all. Like, there were some things that happened at GTD. Um, Corvette won the pro class. There were some wrecks that happened in there. But Meyer Shank um, revenges himself. Uh, haven't heard anything. So I think they're going to be able to keep their victory. Um, speaking about that, from my understanding at Watkins Glen, the Porsche was disqualified. And the BMW did take the win at the Glen. Why was that again? The, um, what I say you had to do with their barge board or whatever, like the thickness oh, yeah. of it? I think so. I can't, I can't verify that, but I think it was something, yeah. something weird that I don't think I've ever heard before, but it could be a normal thing. I don't keep up with, uh, endurance like, like other, other disciplines. Yeah, I um I did research when I, when the story first broke, but I couldn't find enough information with confidence to s ever say anything about it. Yeah, this, but this is what we're going with, and y'all just gonna have to believe us or not believe us. Yeah, right. Long story short, <laughs> they yeah. got a win taken away. We know that uh, for we're sure. the experts now. Yeah, this one I don't think that there's anything that we know of that could come up. Of course, anything could come up anytime, but I don't think there's anything this major going to come up to. I think they're going to have this victory. And was, which technically, correct me if I'm wrong, they got to keep the Meyer State got to keep the 24 hour win, right? I think so. They just got their points taken away from them. Yeah, which I always thought was goofy when they do stuff like that. Like yeah. what you're doing is you're racing for the win, but it's for the points. The ultimate is the championship. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, uh, Houston, we're going to go ahead and take away all your wins from the season, but you can still have your World Series. <laughs> yeah you know it's yeah, like that's what that's weird anyways yeah I just no. don't like that racing <laughs> stewards right yeah so that's that's pretty much wraps up IMSA at most sport yeah there's some really and, really awesome wrecks <laughs> you know I mean besides the, that was a pretty straightforward race honestly um finished under caution correct because of the Cadillac, yeah. Five Cadillac. Two races in a row with five minutes to go. We got a massive wreck and cautions. Yep. Which happens. I mean, unfortunately. It does. We don't like it. We want to see them running green, but we've seen what people do to push the green, and that's not always so good. But EMSA uh, will be the 21st and 22nd. They will be at Lime Rock. That will be only the GTDs this time. They will not be taking the... Um, GPPs to the track, and I just pretty much the two classes we care about. I don't really care about LMP3s and LMP2s, to be honest with y'all. Probably be a more do. interesting race, anyways. Don't be yeah. a racist. <laughs> Why you hating women? Um, but then August third and sixth, I think we get the full pack back at um one of my favorite tracks in America, Road America. I just dislike that track. I love Road America. You would. Why would you say that? I don't I just know. Love it. I love how it's a speed track and a technical track all in one, but all still flows. It's, I like that. It's just, I, I know it's point and shoot. I know it's got a lot of 90 degree corners, but I don't know. I like racing there. I do too. Well, good for you too. I'm out and over. I'm sure. It needs, if it had some more like elevation it change, it could almost be a spa. 
I don't know yeah. about that. I don't know about that. Okay, I do <laughs> like small. I'm not going to get a bit of a reach. It's a bit of a reach, but it's okay. We'll let you reach. You go ahead and reach, buddy. Yeah, you go ahead. But yeah, no, nah, that should be a better race um, with the two two classes and this and that. That'll be pretty good without having all the trash. I didn't say that. The other LMPs we don't like. <laughs> no, it's it's only one class. It's only GTDs. Just the GTDs? Oh, it's going to be yeah. an amazing race then. Yeah. I love That's it. It's going to be killer. It's like a little sprint. Love it. Love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. On to the old NASCAR-age. Is that a word? Can we make that a Hot word? Atlanta. Nas- NASCAR-age? Yeah. The Quaker State oh, 400. This week was it nascar <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man is that really what it was called hold on that's what it's called all right the nice. 2023 no, it's quaker, quaker state. state 400 presented by walmart no it says even on fox sports view 2023 quaker state 400 available at walmart race qualifier and practice leader for oh it is on the nascar website it is Google calls it presented by Walmart. The NASCAR website says at Walmart. Even Ticketmaster, the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. NASCAR. Cool thing are you, out. The cool, are you listening part to this? Of, yeah. The coolest part about it is when you went to get your nachos, it was all self-checkout. <laughs> <laughs> this is me all so bad. And, and all the bathrooms that were on the very back. <laughs> yeah, they were all at the very back. No one knew where they were, and there they are. There's more NASCAR. employees in there. Is it? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Did did someone in your marketing accept like okay, not presented by? What if we used available? Yeah, I think that's, that's what you always hear on the commercial. So I guess that's what they were trying to play. But come on now. All right. Come well, anyway, now. the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart from Atlanta. <laughs> they would choose like Georgia, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I just can't take it seriously. <laughs> available at Walmart. Nice. What if you have to say it like that? Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. Yeah, they probably paid them to do that. Like they'd get mad if they didn't. Anyways, we got to get off this title. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, wow. It was the a good race, man. Like yes, like it was uh, one that caught my attention for the first time in a while. I mean, that we've had some good racing, I know, but as you know. I'm not Mr. Gung Ho about stock car racing all the time, but this one was really good. Um, but I don't want to be the guy to talk about it. Yeah, first. it was it was kind of straight from like seemed like from the green and stuff. There was really, really good racing, and I have to say it: the stage racing did. You could tell that there was a ramp up of people trying to move around with the stages. Uh, not just stupid, but I mean, people were trying to make some moves. Um, anyways, that's you know me and stage racing. I've said it before. I don't like it. But this time it was, it actually brought a little spunk to, you know, a couple of stages, you know, different, different times of the race that I wouldn't have seen, but man, there's plenty of action. Atlanta is like a super speedway that just isn't, and it's like, they can still get loose. You don't see that kind of stuff at like Daytona and Talladega, unless somebody like makes them, you know, I don't know if you know guys what I'm talking about, but like if you get hit or if somebody takes the air off, you know, the rear of the car, but Atlanta, it's just got a different feel where you can spin out by yourself. And there's a couple of guys yeah. that actually did that. And there was a couple of guys that got taken out um, just due to moving around on the track and things. But 
anyways, it was a really good. Well, they've changed the track a little there and they've changed the rule package there to make it run like a super speedway. Yeah. And they did a good but, job. I mean, it does. Uh, they got the two yeah. by two by two all the way back and, uh, had yeah. some three wide action that was very sketchy. I did see early in stage one where they, they all started kind of lining up on the, it wasn't the technically the high line, but it was, it was like the mid high, mm-hmm. um, middle high line. And it, it, it started to get boring. And then, um, oh, brain fart 21. Uh, I had it and Her- I lost it. So Harrison Burton. Yes. Burton. Harris- Harrison Burton spun and brought out the caution and it, it spiced things up that people look like why is the green flag dropped? They knew they didn't have time to kind of sit there and race. They had to go race. By the time things started trying to settle out again. Yeah, which, it was good stuff. Which made for a great, probably one of the most exciting stage one finishes I've ever been a part of. I'm I'm with Levi. I'm not a fan of it, but I was on the edge of my seat. Dealing for Blaney for our fellow Canadian who's not here to win it. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You know, he was he was going nuts. Was that the move at the outside? Where he come up the outside? Yeah, went to the outside of Logano and then freaking um, Larson went to the freaking inside. Yeah. And almost, but didn't go below the double yellow line. Mm-hmm. That's good racing, man. I mean, we don't see that every week like that. So I no. dig it. I dig it. But I'm always a big fan of the, uh, in quotes, super speedways. I say that because we, you know, a couple episodes, we looked that up, but it's not a true super speedway, but they call it a super speedway. But, uh, yeah, love it. Good stuff. Uh, so we had the Harrison Burton spin in the stage one. We had, and if you watched it, they threw that caution, like, before he was even 90 degrees sideways. I saw yellow lights come on. Um, Byron, 20, William Byron spun. Yeah, 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 William yeah. Byron. He spun. He actually went down to the grass and then saved it, which we kind of, I mean, here's the deal. That is a caution, right? The William Byron deal. He went down, he was in the grass, he's sideways, you got to blow it. You're not going to tell that he's going to hit the brakes, turn it, floor it, go back straight. And he was slowed down enough that he was a danger, you know, especially on pit road and stuff like that. So I get the caution there. But uh, I think I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Harvick, very similar spin to Byron. And we're not going to throw the caution. And we're going to let him blow all his tires. And I mean limp at five miles an hour on the inside of the track back to pit light. Yeah. Of course, it's kind of, you know, it's where where they do that and this and that. But I I don't even think Byron lost a tire when he smokes. He's in the grass. It's, It's the inconsistency. I under if you try to compare Harrison Burton to Harvick, the difference I can see is Harrison Burton spun at the top of the track and came down across the track in front of people. But if you would have held your breath for a half a second before throwing the caution, because throwing the caution that early and not throwing the caution would not have hit those guys hitting him or not hitting him. No one would have hit him. But you would have still had to throw the caution because he lost all four tires. He yeah. couldn't drive. Yeah. I Harvick, think, as, I think as soon as Harvick gets his tires blown and that kind of stuff, you probably got to blow it because he is down on the bottom. 
Um, but yeah, NASCAR has always been that, you know, <laughs> if you're racing on sim, like iRacing, it's completely different than real life. NASCAR has always been on the side of caution. I know it's kind of weird to say it that way, but yeah. they've always been on, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Ha-ha. <laughs> caution. But <laughs> they've always thrown them early, so to speak. You know, if they see tire smoke or somebody's starting to look like they're going to lose it, I've been, you know, they've been known to throw it. Um, but like you said, they usually wait until things are going on. A couple of them were thrown really, really early. Some of them were thrown when they should have been, and then some of them were, were not thrown. So yeah. um, I don't know what their excuses for that because they've they, honestly they've actually been consistent. See, the one thing that they have been consistent with is how they throw their cautions. Honestly, you know, you know what it's going to happen, right? You, when you see it, you're like, "That's caution," you know. Um, yeah. And it's and it's that was frustrating to see, but I'm glad it didn't. I mean, it took away from racing because uh, I think they had a uh, was it? Uh, sorry, it's off subject a little bit, but back to Harvick. Was it pre-race that they brought out his 29 car and had it rolling yes. next to him? I which is a really cool moment. I, I, it just reminded me that we need to talk about that, but, um, Richard Childers got in the 29 car that he won at Atlanta beating Jeff Gordon, um, three races after Dale Earnhardt had passed away. Did it? Yeah. And he drove it on track. He drove it and led the pack around and Harvick came up and pulled up next to him and rode around next to him during a pace lap around the track and for an old fan like me and i'm sure levi feels the same way it was a very touching moment yeah it's really cool it, I, I love that leagues do this it's not just nascar I mean, every sport does something similar but it, it just brings you back um kind of makes you okay you remember how it was because we you know done some things in this sport that hasn't made it that way it's kind of like seeing that car though i was like Mac, I wish they went back to those cars. Like, that's a yeah. good-looking car. <laughs> that's a race car. That's a yeah. NASCAR, man. Look at that thing out there. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look at that thing out there. Yeah, well, we, do, we, we, we do have to talk about, and we cannot confirm or deny this. No one can. But I think Richard Childress had to do a burnout down pit lane and failed miserably. I think so, too. But, <laughs> hey, can't blame the guy. I'm just happy he got in the car. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of got to but, be a big boy later on in life. <laughs> yeah. That's but a smaller no. car than we're used to. It, it was a good moment. He he held the three out the window, and all the fans put the three up, and it was it was good to see. Um, yeah. It took it's me back moment. to the old days. Yeah. I mean, overall, good race. Had that deal to first there, which is really great. Um Towards the end of the race, though, um, I did like the stages, like I said, but towards the end of the race, you could tell that, I mean, you're looking at the map, and if you watch any kind of weather maps and anything you're looking at, they're going to get rain. Like, it was going to happen. There wasn't any if, ands, or buts, or if it's going to skirt by, or, I mean, it was getting ready to rain. It was getting ready to rain a long time. Everybody knew it, and you could really feel it in the racing. Like, they started getting a little wild, especially in the back, which I always think is funny. It's like, I've been riding around at 25th, but right now, rain's coming. I think I got this. Let's just, yeah. let's just pile through everyone. But um, towards the back, they started doing three wide racing up front. They were just kind of swapping around positions. It looked like nobody wanted to set back and be in second or third or whatever. And, um, you know, had a, just had another wreck with Dale Jr. in his high-pitched voice. Oh, my God, there they are in the back. Oh, the wreck. <laughs> oh, they're wrecking. Oh, well, dang. You know what was weird, though? 
I felt the top five are a lot calmer coming to the weather than everyone behind them. Well, like, yeah. Them, like, they yeah. were all racing behind them, and these guys were like, because they all stayed out during the end of stage two. They're like, we're going to stay out and gamble that we're not finished. We got enough fuel to, to win. Yeah. Or not to win, but to make it. And they sat out there, and they just ran single file trying to save fuel, and everyone else behind them was racing. Yep. And then you, and then you got, you know, Byron, who ends up being in the lead when caution comes out. And, I mean, we just talked about him. He spun out. You know, he, he, was, he was the reason for a caution. So, heck of a day for that team to get it back together and bring it back to the front. Can we talk about how NAS, it almost was like NASCAR was trying to screw um, McDowell over? I'm not a big McDowell fan, so you're really going to have to talk like a yeah. lot to get me to even think yeah. about it. You're on your own, bud. Yeah, you're on uh, your own, buddy. So he pit early during stage two. That's so his he fault. Did, oh, I'm sorry. Did, Go ahead. He was the only car on 89 laps when the caution came out. So he literally was three laps from running at, like, they had even talked about, like, you're not making it, um, but stay out until you run out of fuel because that's how close the rain is. And then they throw the caution for the wreck, and then they pace them for, what, 10 laps in raining conditions with pits closed? Yeah. Trying to wait on the weather, and it's like, dude, like, he must have been clutching and, like, coasting for over half the track. And it's like, my thing is, bring him down pit lane and stop him or go back racing. Stop this, like, I'm indecisiveness. Which, I think that's what Hunt's asking yeah. right now anyway, is the indecisiveness. Do that and, F1 thing where you bring him back to the pits and tell him to get out of the car and then get back in the car and then you come back down the pits and you come back out of the car and then you get back in the car. And... But yeah. it really wasn't him. It was really that, that 10 laps of we just paced. It just happened. He was the only car on um, very limited fuel. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, dude, he almost, and they he couldn't come down. Even if he wanted to come down pit road, he couldn't because they closed pit road. Um, so, and then while we're talking about pits, I don't know how you change it, but I don't like their pit road entry for the new Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to change it. No, that's the problem. And everybody's got to, it's one of those that everybody's got to use it, you know, the same one. It's not like it's an advantage for anybody. So yes, it's, it's not the best of the world, but. I think it's is what it is, you know. Yeah. Well, they were talking about under caution how long it is that if no one pitted with you, you and you pitted on like the lap one lap to go, <laughs> that you probably would come out and be so far behind that you couldn't catch up. It's almost like it's too long. Like yeah. I guess under caution, maybe let's just use normal pit road entry. I don't know. Help people out so you can do that, like, last ditch, one lap to go. Let's grab some fuel, uh, gas and go. Yeah, I don't know. That is a crazy thought, you know, because that's a thing that people do all the time in NASCAR, have been for years doing that. It's kind of crazy to think that you just, that's not an option at a yeah. super speedway race especially. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, that might have something to do with it too. The speeds that are running there are pretty 
pretty high. Yeah. So I get that. Like you couldn't do a green flag stop and come off the main track. Yeah. You're averaging 180 around that track, and their 180 is every like in the terms in 182. Yep. Uh, no, you're not coming off the track at 180 and getting that car slowed down on the pit road. But I don't know. It was it's just something that bothered me. Yeah, but overall, good race for sure. We had Silverstone. We had Silverstone this weekend, but I think first off, we need to get to the breaking news that's just broke this week after Levi, Silverstone. Don't take Levi's steam. He's been waiting oh, to say this his whole now. life. I'm going. I'm going to give it to him. So Levi, you you have my the honors to break this story. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's heard. I'm sure you have at this point. It's a pretty pretty big deal, um, especially in my life moving forward for the next what 13 14 <laughs> races whatever's left in the f1 season uh, daniel ricardo is now filling the spot that is uh you know vacant by nick devries as of like uh right now i think as we're we're actually recording this or whatever you want to say um what 10 8 less than eight hours ago uh it had broke this is breaking breaking those at the time people. of recording for sure I'm totally excited, man. Danny's my dude. He he's he's still got some life in him. Um, McLaren pretty much ripped half of his soul out, but there's still half of it there. Um, Red Bull, I guess, has been working with him. They said he looked good on the simulator, but of course they're going to because they're paying him to sit over there on the side. But apparently, it's better than that um, because he is now Alphatari. They can kind of judge Yuki. It was hard to judge Yuki against Devries, also at Alphatari. I mean, so this will give him a true gauge. Um, see his speed on simulator to the Red Bulls, you know, in the RB19. They now have the tire test at uh, Silverstone. Um, this, this what, last, yesterday? Today? Um, yeah. Depending on how the time Today. falls and all that stuff and where you're at. But, yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. Within the recent... It's amazing. <laughs> Alpha Tari. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Alpha Dude, Tari. for real. But I, I can tell you the only thing that I've seen, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there. Everybody's talking about it. This is huge news. I mean, Daniel Ricardo, what is he, a seven, eight-time uh, Grand Prix winner. Um, he, he wasn't ever really a, a chump except for at the McLaren days there at the end. He was always up there fighting and battling and put some good moves on people. Raced with some of the greatest uh, in his career right next to Vettel. He was against Max, you know, on the same team, I guess I should say, Norris, which we kind of will touch on here later. Um, what we think of him and what he did here at Silverstone this last weekend. But um, anyways, I'll go ahead and give it to you right from, um, I think everybody, you know, with Drive to Survive and everything else, everybody loves listening to the Christian Horner talk, I think. Um, The quote from him is, uh, it is great to see Daniel hasn't lost any form while away from racing and that strides he has been making in his sim sessions translate on track. His times during the tire test were extremely competitive. It is a very impressive drive, and we're excited to see what the rest of the season brings for Daniel on loan at Scuderia Alphatari. So um, I think it's great, too, that, you know, they're kind of pushing for a new talk on Alphatari. There was a lot of things going on. They're going to change the name, possibly, and hopefully my boy can be part of all this, dude. I'm totally stoked to see him out there. I'm going to take another route on this, just because I like, I'm going to poke the fire, stoke the fire, however you say it. Is this... Is, could this be like a like poke it Perez? I think it is. Yeah, no, you're making a great point. I think it's one of those. We're going to go put him in the sister car, and if he starts performing there, 
yet again, here in a minute, we will talk about Perez and how he's not doing so well. But yeah, no, I get exactly where you're coming from. I think it's I think it's all above, right? It kind of meets a lot of perfect criteria that they were looking for. DeVries was not working out. Um, Yuki was on thin ice, so to speak, last year. Uh, he showed some promise here and there, so I think it's enough to keep him along. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a poke for Perez. Hey, we're gonna let him do this, and if he starts showing up and actually keeping up with you in the Red Bull, then it makes only sense for us to swap you two. You know, that's what my hope is as a Daniel fan. Yeah. How awkward would it be for us to make full circle and get Max and Ricardo back both in the, the Red Bull? craziest thing that could probably happen out of this would be that. But at the same time, I think it's kind of a neat story for F1. Something I don't know if that's ever been done. I'd have to do some research and find out that if two teams had split you know, that's the bad thing about it is with Red Bull and Ricardo and, and watching him and everything, I kind of felt bad for him because I was a fan, so I'm, I'm biased. But, you know, Max came through really elbows out, you know, uh, trashing cars. Rick Danny was at fault on some of those. I'm not going to sit here and say that he wasn't. Um, but they were racing so hard on each other. If they could have found a way to coexist, it probably would have been one of the best teams we'd seen. But um, you can't tell me he didn't have speed because he was keeping up with him at the time. Uh, but Max was overperforming at the time. So. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't be happier to see it personally. I think it's killer. And I think I think Alphatari's a good fit. I mean, didn't the didn't they recently announce too that they're not going to be called Alphatari? Yeah, yeah going that's what forward? I was saying. It's kind of a new thing that's happening with that team. I don't know what they're going to call them. I, I kind of like the Toro Rosso back in the way, you know, the kind of sh- sh- little grin towards, um, you know, Scuderia, Alphatari. It's always been a grin towards a, a Ferrari. I bet they take a step away from that uh, with Honda trying to make their own power units and whatnot. I think they probably step away from that whole thing, but uh, things could... Don't know. I know that the clothing company is what Alphatari was, and it just didn't take off. I mean, it it's not doing too well. Anyway, yeah, I'm super stoked. I think that, of course, I don't think he's with the the best team. I don't think we're going to see this like stellar performance. But um, it makes me sad for Nick because Nick is Nick is a great driver in all respects, very accomplished driver. Just did not fit the bill at. Alphatari. I think it also stems from the pressure we put these kids at. Like, and these are kids, you know. With in our day and age, you're twenty, twenty-one years old. You're still a kid. You, you're babied up so long that you don't know what how to deal with pressure. And I think he he cracked under it. Yeah, and we've seen this before unfortunately um but at the same time same thing happened with albon and uh ghastly back and forth and that whole debacle if you ask me it was a debacle moving those guys up and down and moving around so much early in their careers but they've kind of settled out and they've uh made it go that you know and i don't know i just don't i don't know i'm just happy to see my guy out there let's see how it goes it may be the worst thing that happened i don't know but I feel like he's got some of his confidence back, which is a big deal when you're an F1 driver. Um, we've never seen one that has no confidence do that well. I did see that Sebastian Vettel came and visited him during tire testing, which was pretty neat. And he looked up and he's like, he was in the car with his helmet off and he's drinking his water. 
and a guy comes up with a hat pulled really low and asks him, it almost looked like he asked for an autograph or a signature on a clipboard. And he looks up and does a double take and he's like, oh, what the heck? And it's Sebastian Vettel was there. Um, That's hilarious. I know. And it was kind of neat to see those two guys back together again because you know that's where Vettel was and he was kind of in his shadow so to speak there um and then he was supposed to take the take the uh torch and uh then this this kid you know going back to what you said Max Verstappen and yet again is just a phenom like he's just he's not normal what we're used to seeing because like you said we've seen this with kids it was almost unfair to put these kids in this pressure Max came up and just killed it I mean he's just you know, Hamilton. I mean, these guys just were competitive. It didn't get to them. It takes a special kind of guy, I really think so. It does. Um, yeah, you can't just be fast. You have to be... You have to... Uh, you have to have had a hard childhood. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, your dad has to hate you for everything you, you don't rich, do. No matter how much you do. You have to be rich and very, very uh, conflicted. <laughs> I don't know. Is Stroll conflicted? Driver. He's got all the criteria, but... <laughs> well, he's also kind of sucks. He doesn't have it. <laughs> he doesn't have it here like Max and Lewis. You can do. tell too. You can tell that he's not in. You know what I mean? Like he's not at that level. I don't want to say that. That's unfair to say about Lance Stroll. I don't know the man personally. It's unfair. Lewis. Lewis wasn't rich, but but it's just a joke. And, and it's a also, Antonio's not here to defend his fellow Canadian. True story. And like I said, I don't know. Stroll might be trying, but he does not have the talent that's out there. I think the car and the money's holding him up a little bit. But so. Ricardo comes out and overperforms Yuki now. What are we what are we looking at? I think if he can overperform Yuki, I think they'll actually be looking more at if that if that is the case, and let's just throw that down the uh the old uh you know pipe here. So if he overperforms Yuki, I don't think it's really a look at Yuki. It's a Yuki, what can you learn from him? He's doing really good in the same car. See what you can do to get better. Cause I really think that they want that japan tie i think that they yeah. they want him uh person i don't know what you know all these guys bring their own damn sponsors right so i don't know what sponsors he's bringing but i'm sure they're pretty good um and i'm not saying that's keeping to the sport don't go off on me austers yeah australia for beer uh so if if he overperforms yuki i really think it's more of how close is he getting to perez at this point i think it'll be more of an eye on that if, and from my point of view anyways that's what i'd be looking at He's been sitting back there. He's been looking good. He's And it sounds like on the simulator, he's running just as fast as these guys in the same car. Now we put him in the real car on a tire test day with Pirelli. He showed good speed. We're going to pull the trigger on this, get DeVries out. He's in. And if he overperforms, I like I said, I don't think it'll be more. It will be. A, they're going to be looking at Yuki and him one-on-one because that's how F1 does. But at the same time, I think it'll be more like, holy shit, he, he was two places behind Perez in a completely different car. And if he can do that on a on a race to race basis, it's a no brainer to me, right? Not as even just a Daniel fan. Like that's a no brainer. If he's keeping up with him with a shit car, put him in the good car and see what he can do. My next question is this is kind of a hypothetical question. How long because we always talk about it that they build a car per driver to a driver on the team. Yes. So Mercedes, it's definitely built more. Well, we've debated on which driver it is there. Yeah. But Red Bull, we know Max is getting more say-so in how the car and, is and built. And to that point, Ferrari's even worse. I, I'm pretty sure we all can see what's going on there. It's the Claire's team. 
but go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So before Danny Rick left Red Bull, do we believe that car was built way more towards Max's liking than it was Danny's? I think at the time, and it's just going to be any time, yet again, I think Max is just that damn good. I think they were kind of building a neutral car just to be fast at that point, just because of the way it was transitioning from over to Danny's team, this and that. I don't think Daniel got any kind of special treatment because Max was just so damn good right out of the right out of the uh, box. Um, as soon as he showed up, he was doing pretty well. So I, re- what I was, yeah, what I was getting at is if it was towards Max back then, does he have an advantage over these other drivers already understanding how Max likes a car built? think it's been too long okay yeah i think yeah. it's probably been too long it's been a, i think it maybe and, and he's our he's got of adjusted his driving style to more of a max style to fit the car maybe i mean well what we saw mclaren is that he's not very good at adjusting to cars to be competitive so unless he's you know really stuck in his ways then um i think he's gonna I think he's going to be very quick and competitive right out the gate. I think what you said about watching him against Perez is the key marker of success here. How does he perform next to Checo Perez? Because he's not that old. He's been around a long time, but like Checo's been around the same amount or longer, right? Like Checo's been in the sport a really long time. So it's not outside of, it wouldn't be outside of Red Bull's character to pursue Danny Ricardo as a return driver to Red Bull. I think there's a lot of politics that needs to happen for that to happen and Checo reads, needs to really have a bad rest of his season for that to even be a consideration. I think that this is a, a PR move in a way because Danny Ricardo, man, he's he's a A-list celebrity in the US. Like this guy is ultra famous in the United States. Um and so getting this guy on your team is kind of an entry into a market and and Alphatari, they're smart i mean they're obviously changing their image hands down and they're trying to be cooler yeah because i'm not just like the stepchild of red bull so so we i'm did, in yeah and to that point we did see that with their clothing line and whatnot right that's what they tried to do they were trying to be on the cusp and this and that um i don't know where they're going to go next are they going to do another clothing line because if that's true i mean we all know danny rick he likes to be cutting edge with his clothing and and kind of the way he does things. Um, I mean, it'd be a good guy for them. I don't think DeVries brought that, right? Yuki seems to bring that. He's got some style. Um, all the stuff they did with him looked really good. Good. I just, yeah. Gotta, gotta hate it for DeVries, I, but gotta love it for Danny. Yeah. I put it to you this way on what you're saying. is I would say the two most popular guys on the grid sitting right now when it comes to what you're talking about, Levi, I would say Danny Rick and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Lewis is a little more out there. He does his own thing for sure. Um, but yeah, Danny's always been known for that. I mean, everybody loves him. That's a good thing too. Um, nobody knew. And that's the bad thing about Nick DeVries. Y'all guys watched him come up. He looked pretty solid. He was a good racer. We know he's got some talent, but he don't really have star power, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like that comes with F1 and what you need. Um, well, I think we also can't forget old Nicky DeVries was a Mercedes 
factory driver for Formula E. Oh yeah, yeah, true so, story. So like, I think I think that Sargent is out in DeVries and at Williams. Ooh, that's my Ooh. bet. And this is all a ploy to get the American off the grid. <laughs> yeah, right. We can't cut him out <laughs> enough. No, DeVries goes to Williams. Yeah. yeah, it's his entry to Mercedes. He he'll replace Lewis Hamilton on that train, you know, hopefully one day. Or like, you know what I mean? He'll he, not he won't replace Lewis Hamilton, but he will fill the spot that George leaves open when George moves up to number one driver. Like DeVries would be one of the more accomplished people on that list that doesn't have immediate ties to other teams. So Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with that one, but... Well, I guess uh, there's others, but... We can discuss it later down the road okay. when we have more. Yeah. We got to get more context. More... We're just kind of getting all excited and just shooting Dude's got a long way to go. Yeah. And but, so I think we see him stay around the Formula One paddock. That's my point. Yeah. That. It, it, I, don't, I don't see him taking a driver's spot this season. I see him maybe becoming a reserve driver somewhere. Oh, no, I mean next season. It, yeah. Yeah, start of next season, uh, I think Sargent is out. And we'll get into Sargent here a little bit later once we get more into the race. I think there, there's a slim light being able to be shown for him. Yeah, poor so guy. I don't, I don't want to. If the race didn't go as well for him this time, I would have been more willing to agree with you. But I'm hoping we're starting to see that light shine out of him. Me yeah. too. But I don't think things. I, we'll get more into that. Here when we get to the race. Does anybody know about the movie that's coming out? Kinda. Yes. I mean, we need. I, I, yeah, I know about I it. I don't know what's. Why? Well, so I've been busy with different things. So I got to see the race, and that was it. I watched like a, one of the practice qual, you know, like highlights. But I didn't get to see quality that much, and it was frustrating because I didn't get to see like I was wanting to watch a bunch of stuff around with them recording and see if they, I don't know if there was any of that going on on track that day. So I didn't really see much. Yeah. I know they had their own pit stalks. I saw that on Instagram, which was pretty cool. But anyways, we'll get into it. So they had a Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Get this guy out of here. That one went straight over my head during the race. (laughs) Wow. The Brad Pitt. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't know much about the movie. I just know that I'm going to watch it. If you didn't like the 1 o'clock show, come back around for the 5 o'clock show. It's completely <laughs> different. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I guess that brings us into F1, uh, Formula 1, British Grand Prix, 2023, Silver Sound. Looking good. Looking great. I tell you, even the... We're not going to get into it, but we will get into this. So, a bunch of people brought uh, some upgrades, but one really brought some really good upgrades. Um, that would be McLaren for once. Um, looked strong. Their practices looked good. Uh, a little bit of rain kind of, you know, skewed it. So, it was like, mm, don't know what I got, right? Um, comes to quality time, and they, they put it on. They put it on real good. Um, two and three. I mean, Max did good, but he wasn't just blowing people away with these lap times. I mean, in qualifying, 
it was kind of good to see somebody close to him. Of course, he still dominated, you know, as far as we're talking, you know, half second or whatever it was. But uh, I told my wife, we were sitting there watching it. You guys probably felt the same way too. I was like, you know what? Haas has kind of done this lately, you know? So let us see if they can do this in race pace, you know? I well, just want to say yeah, that go ahead. <laughs> just to remind everyone, McLaren will not be competing for championships until 2026. Oh, oh! Thanks for reminding us. Yeah. Well, he's probably it's Zach Brown, so he'll probably be like, "Well, with the with the results of the Silverstone, we'll be running for it at the end of this season." <laughs> I I knew they had something up their sleeve, man. Well, actually, I, I did didn't. not. Actually, you know what? Say, You're right. I I I'm I'm not surprised that they had something up their sleeve. I am. I'm not surprised they had something up their sleeve. I'm surprised they had something this big up their sleeve and hit it. My deal is, I've just, I don't know, I've been following them almost religiously while Danny Ricardo was there, hoping that they would get their stuff together. I mean, they had that one good run. In the old car, they actually looked a lot better than in this car, but, and, and that was in the old car, where they had the run at Monza, Hamilton and Verstappen got into each other in the first uh, first corners there. I would think that was the one there, Hamilton tried oh, to, yeah, uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to set on top of, he tried to like teabag, literally, in real life, a Hamilton. Yeah. Um. They got underneath each other, got stuck, and they were out of the race. They just happened to McLaren's did some really good uh, strategy that day. And it got them the, uh, what was it? They got double podium, right? I think that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Lando Norris's first one, I think. And then uh, Danny's first win in a long, long, long time. Maybe last win. Hopefully not. But probably. <laughs> um, anyways, let's not get in there. If you're, if you're not, I'm not crying. You're crying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Really good stuff in McLaren in, in quality. And it looked like true pace. But like I said, Haas and, and not so much Magnussen this year, Hulkenberg has thrown that car way, he's been punched way above his weight class in qualifying. Uh, so I was like, hmm. with both of them doing it, it made me kind of believe, you know, but I didn't want to just get excited. And then we come to race day and man, Max got a really crappy start. Yes, that was uh, really bad. It was a bad start, but what a fucking start by both McLarens. Oh, yeah, no. Piastri, dude, looked good all day, honestly. But, yeah, at the first. And then Lando got out front, and I was just... I, I literally looked over at wife, and I was like, you know how nervous that kid is right now? Like, he's not a kid anymore, but... Yeah. Like, he's leading lap one with the Max, British Grand like, Prix. breathing down his throat, and then... Come to find out, he's not really breathing down his throat. I mean, until the DRS, which we all know Max is really good. He knows what he's got. It's lap one or two. He's not looking to lead every lap. He wants to get the fastest lap, and he wants to win the Grand Prix, hands down. Uh, most laps led, maybe. But really, he just wants to put the win in his pocket. He knew, I think, once DRS come out, that dang Red Bull is so fast. We all knew. Yeah. But... He didn't get it just easy. I mean, it, he had to fight for it, and then he did not drive away like he usually does. Whether that was by design or not, I don't know. He'll probably never tell, even if he did, but I don't think so. I think he tried to put it on about midway through the race, and he really just couldn't. Which then, I mean, that's the bad part about it. McLaren, I would really, really like to see them put the whites on, you know, put the put the uh, reds on because they start on mediums. I would really like to see him. the 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 soft tire was lasting way longer than everybody it thought. It was, was going yeah, to. man. If they would have put it on, it would have been about lap twenty two 
or 22 laps left, sorry, in the race. And we'd already seen, um, was it Russell maybe that had already pushed the red. I can't tell you who exactly, but somebody had pushed yeah. the red to like 25 to 27 yeah, laps Russell before that did it. with, with no grain, no graining on the outsides. Like you usually see no chucking off in the middles. Like you usually see they were holding up now they were scuffed for sure. I mean, they, they were wearing out, but he was still running decent lap times. I just would have really, really enjoyed to see if they would have put them. I think it was a safe, 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 safe bet by McLaren, which is the safe thing to do in their their situation. And I'm not blaming them because, I mean, come on. You, you want to be safe in that position, right? They're they're looking for a podium, but they're really just looking for a really good finish. And so yeah. at that time, I don't think they thought they were going to get double podiums or anything like that. They were just doing what they thought was probably the the safest bet. Let's just get the cars back out there. Try to keep them up front as you know as far up as we can. See where we finish. Um, Piastri, unfortunately, when he it's just like a series of unfortunate events. You know, when he pit, then they put him on the whites. Then some cautions came out. Some other guys got to pit. Um, it's just unfortunate for him. But good day by both of them, and. I didn't really get to see what their upgrades were. I did read an article. Um, It says, I guess, that they had a new nose on the car. I haven't really done any research to look how close that was. Uh, They had a redesigned front wing, complete wing, and uh, something to the rear suspension and and brake ducts on the rear. But I'm telling you, maybe it was the chrome. You know, that chrome I think it was the chrome, man. Uh, It's like white tennis shoes. It just makes you faster. It's just faster, bro. Um... It looked kind of good on the car. And like you said, man, it looked good out front. And I was very, very proud. I'm not a big Lando Norris fan. I was very proud of him keeping his stuff together um, out he front. He did. And all race he, long. He is the real deal. In I'm my beginning opinion. to wonder. He, yeah. He's not, I'm not saying he's a Max Verstappen or a Lewis Hamilton or a, Mick Schu- or a Michael Schumacher. I think he can be a, you know, a Sergio Perez, a Charles Leclerc, a Signs. He can be a he can be one of the top drivers. Can he win a championship? I think he can with the right team, the right car, and the right things happen. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but he also might not have a championship. He might be a Daniel Ricciardo who you could say is a driver that could probably have a championship, just didn't, things didn't fall his way. Yeah, he might have moved around and won too many which times. Is, which is most drivers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah you were talking about signs right there. I mean, let's just talk about the Ferraris. It, it just keeps getting worse and worse. God, doesn't it? it I'm does. sorry, Antonio. Sorry, buddy. I cut, and this is coming from a Ferrari hater. Y'all know this. They just, <laughs> their luck just wasn't there. Their strategy luck wasn't there. Like, I know I, I, I want to talk about, you know, why is it when drivers go to their race, you know, they have a good race, but when it Britain drivers in the British Grand Prix, it's, it's almost like Lewis Hamilton telling you the truth. The fans cheer them on. Like, they find, like, five extra horsepower just because of the fans. Oh, yeah. 
Big time. Like, it's amazing it. how much better they drive at Silverstone than any other than the other drivers. And yes, Lewis Hamilton did did get lucky in that race. He had a terrible start, and the caution felt perfect for his strategy to work. But he also had to drive the car to get to to keep it to that point. And I I will give Ferrari a break this week. They did not <laughs> the the caution and everything did not fall their way. Was Lewis Hamilton going to be able to pass them on true race pace, or was it the caution that gave him the podium? See, I feel he could pass them on for true race pace. I think Mercedes is a step above. Ferrari still have single lap speed that can keep him in the top five um, in quality. But for some reason, when it comes to the race, that car's just not fast, fast. You know, we're used to seeing Ferraris fast, fast, and they screw themselves over by either, you know, uh, uh, engine failure. Of course, bad strategy we've seen numerous times. But this is, I think this is more than just bad strategy at this point. Um, the car's good enough to be in the top. What? Three teams, four teams now. Yeah, <laughs> are we ready to say McLaren's up there? I don't know about that, but um, because we've seen some kind of come and go on McLaren. You know, just touching on them again, we've seen them come and go. Alpine looked strong at one point. Aston Martin looked strong. I don't know where the heck they've went to. I don't they know need to what's going on with that man. They need to hurry up. Um, Stroll starting to catch up with Alonso almost in pace. Uh, we've seen a couple races ago that Alonso told him, "Don't worry about. It. I'm not going to pass him." So he did catch him. But he didn't catch him in enough time to actually make a move or anything. Like he could have passed him. Don't get me wrong; it's Alonso on Stroll, but yeah, there there wasn't that domination of just powerful Alonso driving in four races, maybe five. I mean, it's starting to get almost every week where you're feeling like it's just mediocre, which is not good because they started out and punched everybody in the mouth pretty much, and it was them trying to keep up with Red Bull, and now we're not even seeing them in the same screen. They're not even in the same shot. Well, they are in the same shot as Red Bull if you're talking about Perez. Because Perez isn't doing well either. This guy can't get in the top five, it seems like, and I don't know what's don't, going on there. I don't he, know he, what's going on with that, man. Hey, guys, this week, this weekend, I'm not going to say it was unlucky, but... He finished early in the end of the qualifying Q1 on a drying track. So laps were being set faster and faster. But even on a wet, a damp track, he should be able to drive that Red Bull well enough to beat five cars. Right? Yeah. Like, right? Five cars. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Top 15, you're into Q2. I don't know. I think his time is limited there. How much longer do they go? And everybody can say all the time. Who and do there you is a get? Rumor. Well, I mean, they've got Ricardo who could fill in. I don't know if he's ready. They've got a couple of drivers that are in the waiting. You guys can probably tell me more about that. I don't keep up with the lower levels as much as I should. Liam Lawson. That there you man, go. Okay, just, that's an Antonio question, but Dave's got it. Liam I mean, Lawson. Right. If you want to, if you want a driver who's going to show up in a good car and do mediocre, at least give that guy a shot. I think that's about oh, where they're at. Hold on, but do you want to bring a young driver in 
when you have, I'm going to still call it, Max is still a young driver. Yeah, like you're sitting here like, do you want to put a young driver in that's going to want to, that wants to be the next big, the, the big name? Well, with the Red Bull mentality, one, they don't give a damn. Um, they, you either, you either win or you're out. Um, and yeah. two, I kind of do in the Red Bull camp in that same mentality. That means you got to go catch Max. So your job is to catch Max. We're not telling you to pass him. We're not telling you to be better than him. We need you to go catch him. Perez can't even catch him right now. So just, just make it into Q2 in a Red Bull. I'm pretty sure, give me, a, you know, us three, an official simulator, maybe a little bit of, you know, neck workouts. I'm sure we could probably get that Red Bull into Q2. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. You could talk about bad luck all you want. That car should be, it's just not. that. That's not a thing that can happen. Um, and then there's a rumor floating around. I can't. Can't tell you where I read it because I don't remember, remember it was flying through. So it may just be complete BS. But I have heard that Perez is arguing, saying that he's not getting the same equipment. I think everybody's probably heard those rumors. I guess there's a couple races back they actually swapped the cars and let them do that. Um, I don't see them doing that because they're, they're just no nonsense there at Red Bull. They really are. Um, kind of like Toto telling uh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Hamilton last race, not this last week. We know the car is bad. We know the car is trash. Just keep driving, you know? It's like, just shut up, shut up. But um, it's kind of how their whole mentality is there at Red Bull. They don't, it's no BS, man. It's, it's you're faster, you're out. I mean, we looked at what they did with what Albon and Gasly. They're both top drivers on their teams now. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's Williams and Alpine, which. Uh, we'll get into Williams here in a little bit. Yeah. Alpine. Save it. Just <laughs> kind of, yeah. Just kind of mediocre at Alpine, but going down through the list, AlphaTauri is another one of those that's like uh, uh, Aston Martin to me. I don't understand what's going on. Um, what 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 is going on that you cannot be as fast? I mean, I don't remember in a Formula One season where the updates were so dramatic. Like, yeah, these yeah. the standings are. I mean, except for that one guy, Max. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, but at the same time, this is what second year, right, with this car. So we're finally getting our hands around it. I think is like like McLaren. I think they finally figured out what they were doing wrong. The suspension that they did on the rear, I would really like to know. I need to do more research because as soon as they dropped Ricardo, I dropped them. So I quit doing as much research on them. But they were the only ones to come in last year. They actually had the uh, their suspension flipped completely compared to the other cars. I guess one of them goes with the something about, in, I don't know the technical terms, but the suspension was flipped completely from front to back upside down compared to every other car. It was something that for aerodynamics, uh, there's like three bars that are visible from the top but if huh. you flip the front suspension there was only one so they thought it'd be an aerodynamic uh, difference and what it made was a car that don't drive worth a damn yeah um so there you go but uh yeah like i said they figured out something i think it's just because everybody's getting getting their hands around the cars yeah i think that's what you're seeing that's except right. it's piece by piece except yeah, for haas except for haas jeez man these guys again i'm sorry i don't know if y'all saw my comments in our discord but Oh, I, I don't know it. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. What like to say. we 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 touched that last week. I'm to the point. I, I'm my head's getting slammed against the wall. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, well, 
it's like they get something together and then it's like they just dies out. I don't understand why they can't keep rolling like McLaren. They look better. They weren't the very bottom anymore. They picked themselves up and then the very next time they bring out a bunch of updates, they get podiums. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of felt that Haas wouldn't have done it to that extent. There's a difference in money coming in and that kind of stuff with that team, but I thought that they would have a little bit kind of the same deal where they'd come from the bottom, moved up mid-pack, and then they're shooting for like, you know, top 10, top fives. Well, with them, uh, what gets me, it's the week that they have a strong car, it's weird that they can't have two strong cars. They can only have one strong car. You're seeing that on numerous teams, though, and that's... That's what I'm not getting. It's it's some weekends you have where Leclerc's so far ahead of signs that it's like unbelievable. Max and uh, Perez, just unbelievable. And like you said, it's it's one week. And lately it's been Hulkenberg over Magnussen most yeah. of the time. This weekend was kind of one of those that was kind of didn't work out that way. But Well, Hulkenberg uh, had the issue early. Yeah. But they Haas looked terrible already. Yeah. This is the first race that I say like, Red Bull ring, Hulkenberg looks strong. Looked like he could get points, and his engine fails. This week he had some tent. He got his freaking wing taken off. I get that you need a lot of downforce at um, Silverstone. <laughs> what I didn't understand is why not let's leave him out for a lap and let's see if we can manage it. Because he was on the longer strategy. We're nine laps into this race, and they pit him. So now you're 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 throwing all your your money onto Magnuson, and he didn't do great, but then his engine failed. So I, I don't want to get into the hoss. Like they didn't really do anything this week; they weren't impressive. But they've got too many too many issues to tackle one upgrade is not going to fix that's i think that's their yeah. problem is oh, they, yeah. they just kind of do a little bit and then they think it's going to be good enough and it just isn't you know yeah they're just riddled with problems man yeah so you fix one and then it just brought you into another one yeah i don't i don't have any real faith for them making a comeback of any sort anytime I, soon like i said i'm pulling for andretti to get a team right he gets a team I'll take my Haas hat off. And I'll put my Andretti hat on. Well, we'll do it right be, here. On, we'll do it right here on the episode. You're going to have to uh, be wearing that Haas hat. I hope it's clean because it's going <laughs> to be on there for a while. I don't think Andretti's coming around. <sighs> um, but yeah, uh, kind of going back down through him. Like you said, we'll talk about uh, Albon later. I say we talk about him now. If if Me too. Uh, if Norris gets the. Uh, gets the driver of the day which i think he did hands down uh i don't know albon man he looked good i don't want to talk about albon there's a guy behind him yes he didn't get points but we've been dogging on this we started a dog on this year yeah and i think we need to mention some sergeant yeah he's silverstone i was impressed uh, well i i wasn't let down yes i don't know I if i was impressed say, yeah. I was like, huh. Maybe I'm he's ne- not as dog shit as we thought he was? Well, I... Yes. I, I, the bad thing is he's in a bad car, so I really couldn't tell. But at the same time, there, his teammate was doing a lot more with the car than he was. And if you put it on that platform, then that still happened at Silverstone. They were both just further up the list. So it'll take more than one race. 
Norris, we both know, I think we all can agree, he's got some talent. Um, he was in a bad car. If he was in a different car, you put him in a Ferrari, Mercedes, or a Red Bull, he's way bigger than he is right now. Um, good thing is, for him, it looks like it's working out. McLaren's finally getting their stuff together. It was worth sticking around. I'm hoping that's the truth. Um, but like you were saying with uh, Sargent, I got to feel about Piastri. He showed really good speed, and I mean really good speed. The pit strategy is the only thing that took away his podium. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's only one race for me. You know what I mean? I really can't sell out. I know Norris is good. I think the car's good. I don't know if Piastri's good. His car was really good this race. And I feel the same way about Sargent. I want to be with you. Trust me. We were all hyped on him. He's an American driver, even though he grew up pretty much, you know, in Europe. But still, he's don't a, talk about Yeah, it. no, we don't talk about it. He's got stars and stripes on. So, he's American, and we love that. He and, drives under and, the stars and stripes. That's all that matters. That's Just all that all, matters. All the American soccer players that still play for America, but grew up in Europe playing yep. European soccer. They're yep. still American. Besides Logan Sargent, <laughs> the only other one we got is Brad Pitt. So, <laughs> yeah. And he was there this weekend too. But uh, he, no. looked, he looked good though. <laughs> yeah, he, he, made good. In there. he made that shit look good. He had that he had that steel face on, you know. Yeah. He had that he had that Tom Cruise and Days of Thunder look going on, you know what I'm saying? I know. But now he uh I just not sold on him, sorry. I uh, Sergeant yet. Um did look good. It's a good weekend for him. I'm sure it was a bunch of confidence. A lot of guys got confidence from this weekend that needed it. Yeah. I really do think that. Um, I guess that's bad, where I was going with it is does he have the? Does he? Did he grab the confidence this weekend to maybe start pulling out of this? Start getting top fifteenth. I'm not saying I'd run down Albon, but you know we're going to start finishing the top fifteens and stuff. Yeah, and the bad thing is the guys that got really good, uh, you know, weekends. Botas was in twelfth. That team, the Alfa Romeo team, has had a really, really rough time of it. Um, my man looked decent. His helmet looked his helmet looked legit too. I'm a big helmet guy. Yeah, I know. I know um, you are. You're a paint guy. I know. I love the paints, dude. 100%. He had a British like it was kind of like you know was it Union Jack on there if I remember right. I mean it looked legit. It was very nice. Um, yeah, Logan Sargent though. I mean one one spot out, you know. But the problem with that is you look right in ninth and tenth, and who's there? Ferrari. It's like they should be way up the list. Aston Martin. They got points, but he's just in seventh. I don't know. It's just so hard to look at the standings of this one and go, what? But great race overall. Lots of action everywhere. I think the most exciting thing was watching Norris fight off those, uh, fight off Hamilton when he had the old uh, hard Off's, tires on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, you were feeling for it because I was it, thinking if he lets him around, it's over. Like you're not going to get back around him. It was one of the better Formula One races I've seen in a while. Oh, I was entertained from start to finish, man. So I had, good. I have to say the respect that was shown on the track during that race was also amazing. Yeah, so yes, very good point. Because like Hamilton went in, and you're starting to get shades of him and Verstappen going yes. in that one corner, and he backs out because it's not a good run. He didn't lose too much time. He kept on racing. Um, I think he still got DRS down the next straight, you know, and try to make another move. But and that move by Russell on the outside. Yeah. Who was that? It was who do you who do you do that on? I don't uh, even remember it. It was an amazing move. Um and you Norman, you probably know the names of all these corners. I don't know them. One, two, three, four, five, that's what <laughs> it is. 
but uh, so it was he, a it was a slow right hander. It's a straightaway, and then you do a little left hander, and then like a slow sweeping right hander. And uh, he went on the outside, which was, and he set him up too. It's like he yeah. knew exactly what he was gonna do. Well, anyways, beautiful move by by that was just like you said, good sportsmanship, good racecraft all around. I didn't see any, you know, dumb dumb moves. Um, Except for Stroll and Ocon. It will. I mean, it's Stroll. Yeah. yeah. He's around because of his daddy's money. Right. I will. We, I will have to say, we put up you're with talking it. about the names of the turns. I was kind of getting annoyed. Yes, I do know most of the turns' names. I was getting annoyed with the announcers because every time they called a corner, they called it by its name and not its number. And yeah. I was like, you know, your your true fan knows what you're talking about, but you might want to start using turn numbers for your newcomers. Yeah. To help them yeah. out. Because uh, like we do we we we're kinda guilty of that sometimes, yeah. you know. They're coming into so, Bumdoodla. It's like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Baggis and Beckett's, you know, the hangers straight and they're this how they're referring to everything. And I'm like, dude, like I remember when I was new into this stuff, I was like what the hell are you talking about? Yep. You know, like, take help it easy me out on here. us, man. I can count the, I can go look up at a track map and look and count the turns. Like, oh, that's where they're talking about. But I can't look at the track map and be like, oh, there's Magnus and Beckett's. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too harsh on it, but yeah. Like, cause I want to learn the turn names. Was uh, it Stowe? Was that one of them that they kept talking yes. about? Just over and over and over. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I got it, dude. That's what that corner's called. Don't then care. You, then you have um, the old start finish straight. You have the Lewis Hamilton straight. <laughs> you have the, um, what's the one that starts with a W? Well, well You're asking the guy who don't know. Beef Wellington? <laughs> now, I, for some reason, Wimbley stuck in my head. I know that the Wimbley straight. We're American. We're, no, we're so American. What's W over in your you know, Wimbley? That's <laughs> Wimbley right there. Don't play a football game. The NFL goes over every once in a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Now, it, oh it, it is. A, it was. So sorry, off off that little topic, which is a great topic because I was getting fed up with that stuff. But the life that they were getting out of those uh, softs and mediums were blowing my mind. I don't know. They said something about the new compound. I don't know what they were talking about there. I haven't seen anything that we went with a new compound. It looked like they were the ones that went through the C1, C2, and C3 for like all season long, which is a soft range of tire that you can have. Um, the different, you know, grading up. What do they got? C all the way through five? Is that right? And then they just tag them depending on what the softest is to the yes. hardest, you know? Right. So, but yeah, the softest range being a C1, which is your red, C2 being the yellows, and C3s being the whites. That's what we've with with almost the majority of the races. And uh, eight, man, the laps are getting out of them. I mean, I almost don't like it to the point that if, I guess if it's a harder track, it would make a big difference. Maybe it was cooled off, but if if it keeps going like this, you're just going to see soft, medium, medium, soft. That's going to be your two changes. I don't know why anybody would own on the hards after seeing what they've seen. If you have any kind of track temps or atmosphere that's anywhere close to what that is. Right. It was a very overcast weekend. Yeah. But the track stayed extremely cool. 
was the yeah, reason I mean, for the the tire not digging. They yeah. also mentioned that kind of um, towards helping McLaren out this weekend because they're able to light up their tires quicker. So being a cooler track this weekend, they were able to get their tires to temp quicker than everyone else was, and that's what was helping their pace too this weekend. I remember them talking about that. Yeah, that they can they can get their fronts hot quicker than everyone else. So well, that was down in Spain. Down in Spain, they're not going to have such a good time. No, I don't think so. Well, whatever we go. That's what I was going to say. Is that like, I mean, I think that this was a really track specific. They like they were saying and i i can see why they were saying i mean this is a, a chassis track you know what i mean yeah um and it very well, much is so i think and that's what we want from formula one we want different cars competing at different tracks being successful depending on how their cars are built yes the problem right. is we're all saying this in the same instance at the side of our mouths we're saying except for max yeah slow down bro except for max because does well everywhere i don't understand i just he's on another level he still is he wasn't as far out there you know what i mean um which was good good feeling i don't think mclaren will be this strong at every track but i think they found something and it's it's good to see so they'll switch up i hell mercedes looked good they did don't get me wrong but they didn't have anything for the mclarens once the tire temps came up i mean hamilton stayed behind him forever and then lost drs you know um well, you heard what Hamilton said. Yeah, the well, rocket came ship. over the radio and said, "There's a freaking rocket ship on hard tires." He's like, "Yeah, I." Yeah. And he did the inspector uh, Vettel, by the way, in between <laughs> after quality, he was looking them over pretty hardcore to figure out what they're doing. He already knew it. Oh, but, he did. Uh, he inspected both cars at at the podium. After his interview, think... he walked back and started looking at all the cars before he walked upstairs. Yeah, I don't. I don't think going into this weekend we would have said that yeah max is going to win but then your next two teams are going to be mclaren and mercedes um you know i did yeah, yeah you did you, you literally you, did you literally said that mclaren was going to get a podium <laughs> yeah well i, I didn't say I, a podium i said hamilton was my my win pick and norris was my end pick i just needed to well, switch them there you go i still i still felt that mclaren had had something definitely with that British everything coming down to the Britain. I Good wish job, I would have switched them. I wish Good I would have switched Norman? them. Yeah, if you would have switched them, that would have been nuts. <laughs> Man. And by the way, we're going to Hungarian Grand Prix next uh was July twenty sixth, so it won't be this weekend but the next weekend. And I'm and I'm you know, we kind of talked about it over chat. I, I wonder if we shouldn't take Perez off the old can't pick list. I think I'm, we should. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm almost, and all I got to say is I'm not trying to get too excited too fast, but if people can keep up with Max, maybe we could take him off the list too, you know? Give him some fight. I think he wants to race, but we're not he there does. We're not there I saw, yet. I saw a meme, and it was Max waiting for someone to actually challenge him, and it's like him sitting in like a freaking um, swing, just sitting there swinging back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> He's so lonely up there. But, uh, yeah, so... I mean, besides that, that was a pretty good wrap up of the weekend. There were some camera crews there, which is exciting because we've got. I said something about Days of Thunder uh, with Brad Pitt and all that because they kind of got a Days of Thunder style F1 race. This one, hopefully, is going to be a little more realistic. If anybody knows what Days of Thunder is or you haven't seen it, because it's been a while, I guess, go back and look at it if you're a NASCAR fan. Good movie, not a good 
mirror image of the sport. Great um, movie, not a good, yeah. Great movie. Doesn't capture yeah, the movie. Good, good movie does not capture what the sport is. Now, I've heard on numerous times and numerous people that are attached to this sport, Brad Pitt being one of them, that said he wants, it's, it, they're trying to go as close to as they can the sport itself. Uh, there's been some movies out there. Sorry, I'm going to go on a movie kick for a minute. But there's been some movies out there, sport, uh, sports racing movies, driving movies. Uh, there was one called Driven. I don't know if y'all remember this one, but yep. it was an indie car movie. It was trash. Cart. Trash. Yeah, it was. It was car. It wasn't even car. It was car. It was hot garbage. And probably a lot of our listeners are like, what the hell is car? Yeah. <laughs> you got to go back Horrible. to the early 2000, you'll understand what car it is. Watch it's... the movie, but seriously. like Hot garbage. Few, yeah. Find something, you know, toke up your best one and then go and uh, watch that movie. You will have a good laugh. Yeah, it I mean, is funny. Stallone's in it, if you can believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> his nickname in the movie is Hummer. <laughs> can't make it up bro I've got bad news this new movie I... and Driven are supposedly very similar plots that's okay well yeah okay so that, that part of the plot and I'll go ahead and shoot that one down over, quit trying to shoot down this movie <laughs> before it's ever out the, the plot behind it is that he's some older racer from back in the day that's been doing some other disciplines and that he's coming back to the sport Brad Pitt um and then, you know, he's got the young gun next to him and kind of the whole, anyways. Helping Help him out. Yeah, kind of that whole thing, which is what Driven was about. But just, man, I hope they do a better job than that. I mean, it was a horrible movie as a racing fan and just as bad. Like I said, go watch Days of Thunder. Do not watch Driven. Hopefully this one will be better. Are they um, going to race cars around the streets of Chicago again? I don't know. We will see. We Only time can tell. But no, the movie of the way the guys look suited up. Um, I think they took some pictures with everybody, kind of like they were on the grid for the movie. Uh, I know they did some stuff kind of around doing interviews or whatever the case may be. And um, full race suits. I didn't think the race suits looked that good. No, they didn't. <laughs> they were just kind of white and plain. And then their car looked. Their car looked a lot like uh, Norman can probably bring this up. The old uh, Haas when they were Rich Energy. Uh, the cars that they had on a track reminded me so much of the Rich Energy cars. But. Uh, Anyways, that's kind of a side note. I think it's fun. I like kind of keeping up with it. I'm starting to follow a little bit of it on uh, social media and this and that, just trying to keep up. But it doesn't have a name yet, so if you try to go look for it, just look up Brad Pitt, new F1 movie, and you can probably Shut find something on it. me down if I'm wrong. Is Lewis Hamilton a producer on this one? He is one of the executive producers, yes. That's what I thought. Um, yep. So he's got a lot of input, which not a big Hamilton fan but I think as far as that goes that's probably a good thing um, I think he's going to try to keep it pretty true to form um, so I don't know we'll see is he going to like the older guy and, and make Brad Pitt look good or is he going to be the young hotshot who wins seven championships my only time can tell I don't that. think anyone makes ba- Brad Pitt look good I think Brad Pitt makes Brad Pitt look good he does a good job at it I'll promise you that I mean he it's funny because he looks the part no matter what he's doing you know what I mean like he kind of came out there looking like a movie star, and it was like, man, he's kind of cool. He looks like a movie star. Then he come out in a race suit, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I could see him in an I F1 could, car. Yeah, totally. Yeah, getting out and doing the podium. He and, had the you know. he had that blue steel look on his face though the whole time. Oh, he's yeah. doing better than Colton Herta. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's gotten Ouch. closer. He's gotten closer to F1 than any other Ow. American besides uh, Logan Sargent in the last few years. So, dang. Um, but though that, that they've got him out on track, and if they got Hamilton back, it should be a good time. But uh, anyways, good racing, 
Good race all weekend. Uh, IMSA was kind of a crap show, but uh, NASCAR, overall, really F1. good. Yeah, really yeah. good weekend of racing. Yeah, brought some really good stuff to the table. But we uh, got a we got a slow weekend coming up. We got IndyCar in Toronto, so Antonio will tell us all about that one because that's his neck of the woods. Yeah, and he'll be all over it. We've got New Hampshire for NASCAR, and that's it. Because um, Wick also ran Monza this week. It wasn't a very exciting race. Toyota beat Ferrari out at their home track. So. Yep. Bummer. It's serves you right. Yeah. It serves you right. So, now, yeah. uh, Hungarian Grand Prix coming up for F1. July 26th, we got a skip week. Like you said, it's kind of slow. Uh, but come back next week, we will have our uh, and it went at the Bennett uh, picks for that. Um, hopefully we'll have it updated of the uh, points so we can slash each other on that deal because I know going in to this week, we haven't I haven't calculated the points, but uh, I don't know. I'm just saying me and Antonio retired first. I don't, I don't know. Don't yeah. know what to say about that. I mean, and I, I've just been sucking it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could say that, and yes, it would be true. <laughs> I have not been doing well at all. <laughs> all right. But... Um, <laughs> I feel like McLaren right now after this past week. I I wasn't quite there, but I was close. Man, uh, I don't know if you can actually go that far. Like that's a that's a stretch, bro. McLaren what? come up and punch people in the mouth. You're like, ah, oh, I was close. You I were was. Close. But for one week, bro. One week. I'm gonna tell yeah. you like I do I'm gonna tell you like I do McLaren. <laughs> Let's see if you can keep it up. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying yeah. to see. And from yeah, now I, on you're you're the McLaren guy now, so <laughs> you just got uh, that name. You better hope they do well. Yeah, and um, hopefully, <laughs> uh, we have a guest in the lineup. Hopefully, will be joining us next week too. That is the um, plan. If he can work around his schedule, our schedule, and all that stuff, yes. life happens. We were supposed to have him this week. Uh, things didn't line up well, which is fine. And then uh, Antonio wasn't here anyways, and. Um, yeah, he's kind of the one that lined this lined this little thing up. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Can I can I go and give the name out? Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's Producer. Keep it a secret. Okay. Okay. RSR. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Look it up. RVPS. No, it's RSR. RSVP. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are we just saying words now? Y'all should uh, ABC. Yeah. What? ADHD. Um, hey, I've got that.